I am Steve Lasquier, and you are listening to Gospel Tangents. The best source for Mormon history, science, and theology. I'm Rick Bennett. I'm excited to talk to Stephen Lasquier. He's written an amazing book called The 1838 Mormon War in Missouri. And we're going to talk more about it. It actually won the best book award in the Mormon History Association. It's actually a little bit of an old book published back in, uh, let's see here... 1998, I believe. 1990. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, 1987. So, it, 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 uh, it's kind of an old book, but it's actually a really good book. So, anyway, we're going to talk more about uh, Stephen Lesueur's view of the 1838 Mormon War in Missouri. So, thanks for participating here on Patreon. I really appreciate all of my subscribers. And uh, let's get back to our conversation. Well, welcome to Gospel Tangents. I'm excited to have an amazing expert and movie star, I should add in there. Um, <laughs> Stephen, uh, actually, could you go ahead and introduce yourself to us? Sure. Yeah, I'm Steve Lasquier, and uh, I live in uh, Arlington, Virginia. And I wrote the book, The 1838 Mormon War in Missouri. And presumably that's why I'm on this show. Is that correct? That is that is correct. And you, you haven't talked about your movie star status. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, let's see. Are you referring to that documentary? Yes. I, I, and uh, I think it's called Trouble in Missouri, Trouble with Missouri. I'm, Trouble, in, Trouble in Zion. Trouble in Zion. And I'm, I, I apologize. It's been a long time ago. And I was just one of several talking heads on a documentary made about uh, uh, the Mormon experience in Missouri. So I have to tell you something funny, Steve. Um, apparently, I bought two copies of your book. Uh, here's one. The other one's in my car. And not realizing that I had bought it. So I'm going to have to have you autograph one or both of these. Um, and then uh, maybe I'll give one away to, to a listener. So, But here's your book, The 1838 Mormon War in Missouri. Um, tell us when it was published and, and all that sort of stuff. Well, let's see. It was uh, published in uh, 1987, so quite a while ago, by the <laughs> University of Missouri Press. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, basically, it's uh, based on my master's uh, thesis, which I wrote at George Mason University uh, here in Virginia. And so after uh, I finished uh, the thesis in my master's program, uh, I expanded the thesis into the book. And, and the University of Missouri Press was nice enough to want to publish it. So you got your master's um, in history, is that what it was? It's a master's in history. And so specialized in American history as, you know, as much as you can in a master's program and, and then uh, decided to do the, uh, write something about Missouri uh, because I had some background in that. Uh, I don't know if you'd like me to go into that, but. Absolutely. Uh, after I, um, gr I graduated from BYU in December of 1976, mid-semester. And so uh, I stuck around on campus, looked for jobs, and, and one of the first jobs I got was a part-time job doing research for Lamar Barron, or uh, excuse me, Lamar Barrett uh, in the uh, Religious Studies Center. And he needed a researcher. And so for uh, $3 an hour, he sent me out in, into the uh, uh, various archives at BYU and, and up at the church archives. And my first assignment was uh, looking for all of the references that uh, the Mormons made uh, in their diaries and reminiscences and letters, et cetera, all of the references to Adam's altar. Now, wait a minute. Yeah, I got to stop you there. $3 an hour. What year was this? 19. So this was 1977. Okay. 
Okay. So the minimum wage down there was like two twenty-five an hour, I think, right? Yes. Yeah. So in fact, this was a very good job because if had a, had I worked for BYU, um, I would have got the two twenty-five. Uh, <laughs> I'm embarrassed that I know what minimum wage was in the seventies. <laughs> so it was a, it was a very lucrative job. <laughs> Yeah, and so yeah, so my no. Wait a minute. So you so you went to BYU as an undergrad, but you weren't a BYU student. No, I w I was a BYU student. Oh, you were a BYU student. Yeah, yeah. So I oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, so I graduated from BYU mid semester in 1976. Oh, okay. And and uh, and I graduated with a his history uh, degree, and and so in any case, so it was a great job for a history major. I didn't realize you were a BYU graduate. That's interesting. I, I am. So I started there in 1970 and uh, went on a two-year mission to Norway. And, and, and because of when I left, that kind of got me out of sync, which is why I graduated in a mid-semester. Okay. So uh, in any case, um, so I was looking for all of the references to Adam's altar. Because uh, uh, as you might know, uh, listeners might know, that Lamar Barrett's uh, one of his um, chief interests was uh, was Mormon history, geography, you know, places, and 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 he was interested in all the places in Mormon history and and descriptions of them, and and he has you know wrote books. So this is non Book of Mormon geography. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the, yeah, this is not. Yeah, this is this is real history. <laughs> Your listeners will like that. But anyway, yeah. So the, yeah, this was real history. Uh, um, and uh, in real places, and so, uh, well, if as I, I take that back, it's, uh, it's real history as much as Adam's altar can be real history. <laughs> but it, but it was at least the the Mormons who settled there uh, thought uh, you know they heard Joseph describe uh, some stones as Adam's altar, and so we were uh, interested in well, you know, where was this, and uh, and so um, and and the descriptions of themselves were were. Uh, a lot of them, you know, quite different. Some people uh, remembered, oh yeah, there were these stones and they were all set up together and in an altar. And others said, well, no, they were just, you know, scattered stones, but they had once been an altar. So the remembrances were were quite a bit different as well as the descriptions of, of some of the places. But Lamar didn't care. He was just interested in, in you know, what do we know? What did they say? And and uh, so it was, it, was a, it was a good start. And from there, um, after I was finished with that, Lamar just kept me on uh, for for the whole year doing research in other topics, and, and including um, in the summer, uh, we went out and uh, Lamar rented a, a BYU station wagon, and uh, he and I and um, Leland Gentry and Max Parkin and uh, Lyndon Cook, who was uh, teaching at BYU at the time and was also interested in Missouri history, the five of us drove out to Missouri and, and uh, uh, you know, went through the archives and county records and things there and uh, uh, places there uh, for two weeks doing research on the Missouri period. And Ooh. so, so that's, and so that was my background. Um, after I, after I finished that, I, I moved uh, to the East. And, uh, and so when, and that's why when I did my master's program and I came time to write a thesis, I thought, well, Here's something I know a little bit about, you know, so I'll, I'll, I'll write about that. All right. So you graduated from George Mason, but you're not like a full-time historian anymore, are you? Is that right? This, that is correct. Uh, in fact, after I graduated, I, I worked briefly uh, 
as an office manager for a local firm. I studied economics at the University of Utah for a while. Woo woo. Yeah. <laughs> Go Utes. And I uh, decided I, uh, I didn't want to become an economist. Why not? Now, I, you, you must like Stephen Levitt and Stephen Dubner from Freakonomics, right? I love them. <laughs> I, it, it would be a long story, but for the most part, mainstream economics is a lot of math. And, mm -hmm. and, and by the way, those Freakonomics guys, you know, they're not mainstream, uh, um, but it's right. a lot of math and, uh, uh, and it's also a lot of figuring out uh, why we're living in the best of all possible worlds. Uh, that is, uh, you know, can you construct a model that shows us that we're, you know, we're all doing well? Now, did I tell you that I have a master's degree in statistics? No. <laughs> and economists are just really good statisticians. That's what they are. In, in any case, I, I um, uh, decided economics wasn't for me. So I moved to the East with my wife and child, and I became a journalist. And so I, I covered national defense issues uh, for quite a while. And then I um, was an editor of a magazine called Washington Technology that uh, covered the technology industry. And then I just uh, went out on my own as a freelance writer, um, writing for area businesses. So I wasn't, you know, one of those freelance writers that, uh, you know, real, you know, goes to cocktail parties and says, says clever things and, you know, and, and hobnobs with uh, Noel Coward and the like. Um, but uh, uh, rather, I work for businesses and, and uh, um, they need content. They need uh, information on their websites. They need uh, white papers and uh, whatever they, and speeches. And so whatever they needed, I, I said I could write. And so I did that until I retired about uh, ooh, uh, five or six years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I'm kind of old. You probably can't see on the screen here because the, uh, but I, I just turned 70 a couple of weeks ago. Wow. Wow. Well, it's good to talk to a fellow statistician, even though we didn't talk about statistics. <laughs> and so is, is, uh, uh, is that what you teach? Yes. Yes. I've, I've, I've been teaching statistics at the Utah Valley University for many years. So. So I just, I assumed that you were a historian of, of some sort. No, no, I'm just a, just a, an aficionado. Well, it's, it's funny when I, when I first got your email or t text, it was, it was the, it was the Facebook uh, message right. asking me to be on the show, you know, Rick Bennett. I thought you were Richard Bennett. You know, oh, the, oh, the professor. Yeah, I've interviewed him. I don't know if you saw that interview, but yeah, he was one of my first. He, I think he was my third or fourth interview ever. So that was a fun interview. He's a good guy. I like Richard. That I think he was, um, uh, when he was editor at BYU Studies for a while, or um, he would occasionally send me, you know, articles to um, uh, review, you know, and just, all right, what, you know, what, they were related to the Missouri period, of course. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the first time I've ever been confused for him. So I, I take that as a compliment. <laughs> but I got to ask you, when Utah plays BYU, since you've attended both schools, who do you root for? I, I, I tend to root for the underdog, you know, so who's, who's, oh. who's ever in a... Uh, um, so you've been rooting for BYU the last 10 years, huh? So I, I, have, I have liked, I, I did root for the Utes this year because... Um, you know, it looked like, you know, they were, um, 
you know, had a chance, a shot at the, uh, you know, the college, you know, bowls. Uh, but then early on, they... Yeah, the BYU game killed them. So when did you start your uh, students, whatever, uh, your re research at uh, George Mason? Well, I guess, let's see, probably uh, 1979 or 1980. Okay. Um, after I'd finished the coursework and it was uh, time for the thesis. And so uh, 79, 80, so I did research. Yeah, I could do a lot of research here at the Library of Congress because you have uh, lots of books. Uh, 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 secondary sources. You could also get um, uh, dissertations. You know, here they they had the uh, various dissertations, and they also uh, in their archives um, they had the uh, all the petitions that the Mormons had uh, sent, hundreds of petitions. And so, um, as as some of the listeners you might know, Clark Johnson later came back afterwards and he went through all of those, photocopied them, and then go, and looked at all the petitions in the uh, that were in the church archives and uh, uh, has a big, thick book of all of them. It's mm -hmm. real nice. But in any case, so I did my research uh, back here. Then I went out to Utah uh, for a summer and, and worked out there. Uh, uh, that has worked in the archives. And, uh, and then also uh, a couple of trips to Missouri. And, uh, and when I wrote the book, when I sent my manuscript into the uh, University of Missouri Press, uh, they, uh, um, they had uh, two rever uh, reviewers uh, looked at it for them. One was uh, Valine Tippett's Avery. Okay. And the other was Bill Russell that they'd sent it. Oh, I love Bill Russell. He's awesome. Well, and I do too now because they both said, yeah, uh, you should ought to publish this book. <laughs> and, um, and, they, and, and both Bill and Valine had, had some suggestions of, well, you know, he could do this or look into that. And I'd always wanted to go back to Missouri one more time and look through uh, resources. So I said, yeah, you know, I'm, I'll be glad to improve the book and, you know, the way that they suggest. So um, I called Bill up just to find out if, you know, he had any suggestions for me in the book. And he says, oh, well, if you're going to come out here, why don't you stay with me? And uh, uh, up in Lamoni. That would have been fun. Yes, it was fun. So I would, I stayed with uh, uh, Bill Russell um, uh, during the day, or, or stayed with him. And I guess we should say who Bill Russell is, so people are like, well, who is this guy? Bill, Bill Russell is one of the uh, the uh, heavyweights in, um, well, what was then the reorganized church history, now Community of Christ history. Right. And uh, um, he was one of the founders of the John Whitmer Historical Society. Uh, he's been a past president of both the Mormon History Association and, I believe, the John Whitmer uh, History Association, and has written extensively on Mormon history and is the, one of the most delightful speakers uh, yes. would ever hear. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So that's Bill. And so I, I went and did my research uh, um, at the various uh, um, uh, county and uh, libraries in Missouri. Uh, and then I would drive in, in the evening, I'd drive back to uh, Bill's house and uh, he'd, he'd uh, get out the popcorn. He'd have one of those air poppers. He'd uh, make some popcorn and we'd sit around and talk Mormon history for a couple hours before it was time for bed. And I did that for um, at least a week uh, at his house. And, and it was just a, a lot of fun. Bill is a, is a riot. People would love him. I need to get him on my podcast too. <laughs> Well, cool. And then let's talk a little bit about the movie before we dive into your book. Uh, the movie was called Trouble in Zion. Uh, Kenny Ballantyne's a friend of mine. Um, I just kind of happened across it at the 
uh, LES Film Festival here in uh, Orem, Utah. Um, and tell us about your role there in the in the movie. Well, well, let's see. And basically, I I I answered questions like I'm doing now, and I, you know, I I talked about uh, uh, my book and uh, but also my interpretations of of the events there. And uh, hopefully, uh, you'll give me a chance to uh, talk about some of those. But in any case, so, so uh, I just talked about my view of of what the causes of trouble were. And how the events uh, unfolded as they as they did, and and also uh, you know I had a few uh, and still have a few um, uh, what disagreements with uh, some Mormon historians about uh, interpretation of some of these events. Right, right. And that's what we want to talk about. I've I had Dr. Alex Baugh, who was also in that film. Um, I've had him on my podcast, and so I'd like to see where you and and he agree and disagree. So that'll be a lot of fun. Okay, uh, a fun for you, mate. <laughs> I think fun for my audience, too. So, <laughs> hope you enjoyed our conversation with historian Stephen LeSware. In our next conversation, we'll find out that the relations between Mormons and Missourians was actually quite peaceful for a time. 1837, or it's real, end of 1836, the county's created. And for almost a year and a half, 1837 and into 1838, there's pretty friendly relations between the Mormons and their neighbors. You know, it seems like this compromise of creating Caldwell um, has solved the problem. If you'd like to hear the entire interview uncut, please subscribe to patreon.com slash gospel tangents for just $5 a month. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash gospel tangents. If you'd like to watch the entire video, you can subscribe at YouTube, Patreon, or on my website at gospeltangents.com and click the yellow subscribe button for just $8 a month. PDF transcripts are just $10 a month, and you can get those on patreon.com slash gospeltangents or on my website. I'll send those to you as soon as I've finished completing it. If you'd like to get a paperback and PDF, just subscribe for $20 a month at either Patreon or on my website. Individual paperbacks are available at amazon.com. Just do a search for Gospel Tangents interview, and you can find all of our past interviews there. Share your Gospel Tangents pride by purchasing a t-shirt on our website at gospeltangents.com shop. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts at tinyurl.com gospeltangents. You can get our latest updates by friending me at Facebook, or you can also follow our page at facebook.com gospeltangents. Become an insider and you can see the newest videos. Follow us on Twitter at Gospel Tangents. Click here to subscribe, here for a transcript, and over here we've got some of our great videos. Thanks again.